We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two passes for that. Welcome to episode number 28 of the Take with Ian Byrne and the Other Bloke. Yep. You You're like trying that? to take over, aren't you? Do you like that name? Yeah, the other guy. What's the other bloke been up to this week? Not much. Pretty um, pretty cruisy, actually. Not much at all. Recovering from the weekend of sport. Weekend of sport. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had my son's last game of rugby on Friday and we had a, a bit of a celebration after that and I've been <laughs> busted for about four days. Oh, really? Have known kids that's sport. age, isn't it? Kids sport would have provided such pain. But anyway. Uh, How'd, this, How'd, how'd Finn go? Mate, he has had a good year. And he's got the league grand final coming up uh, for the Clay Valley Crocodiles. So Where's that at? a good year. They played Dundas this week. And then they've got, they were playing at Leichhardt over, uh-huh. actually. Grand final against Concord, Burwood, Wolves. They should win that. But uh, anyway, that's probably very boring for everyone else. But as his father, I thought, you know. No, it's amazing. Give mate. him a. It's good. Finn's a good kid. This week is the Women in League round, which I don't think was around when you were playing. I think this is a new initiative. It's yeah. been around for a few years. I think it's a great initiative because I don't think we realise. I mean, everybody does realise, you know, their mothers drive, driving them to training and going to and from games, the people that work at the tuck shops when you're younger. So many women involved in league that do some great things in at every single level, grassroots to the top. So I think it's a great initiative from the NRL. I'm not sure how long it's been around. I'm pretty sure it's, I don't know. It's pretty new, I think. I, I, as I, I said to you before. Can we the get show, the producer to Google that so we don't have to fact check? Producer's <laughs> up there pretending like he's doing something, but he's not doing anything. He never does. But I think, I remember a couple of years ago they had the names of their mothers or a significant other yeah. i reckon the biggest danger in that is if you're married you pick your wife or your mum because <laughs> there's no winners there <laughs> that's it. you'd ask for two that's, that's about it uh they did announce actually one thing um very good friend of ours box kerr uh, yeah. the king of brony his sister kathy king she works for the roosters yeah um she's terrific kathy terrific king is person. one of the best women in the world regardless even um she was at the Roosters when I was there. She does everything. All the players love her. She's very beloved at the at the Roosters there. So um, yeah, shout out to Kath King. But shout out to all the all the mothers, all the women in league. Um, you do such a fantastic job. Even my mother. I, I, this makes me reminisce. Like um, she had no idea about my mum's Polynesian, half Tongan, half Samoan. Has no idea about rugby league. All the rules. I still don't think she does now. <laughs> She's like, why? Why are you retired for, bub? <laughs> Mum, I'm 40. Oh, I don't swear, but I mean, like, you know, just let's let it go. And like, she's trying to get my younger brother, Rod, to play. Oh, he's going to play. I think Rod doesn't want to play. He was, no, he he was never, never really wanted to play. Now we've got a couple of nephews that are like 15, 16. So she's just vicariously trying to live through them. She's trying to get there. But she was, she was catching trains down all the time, all the time. Like when I was younger, when I first moved, moved down from Toronto West, commission houses, she wrote like out. Father passed away when I was 17. She knew nothing about rugby league. She caught trains and buses all through Sydney, all over New South Wales and everything, like just to come watch me play just to support. Yeah. It was amazing what she's what she's done. And, what, and she's getting a bit older now, Mum, but she listens to the show Does every she? single week. Every time I go home, she's all, I can just hear my own voice and your voice, which is the worst. <laughs> That's worse. And, uh, you know, she's always listening to the show. She's a big supporter. And, you know, shout out to my mum. I love you. But... I'm yeah, sorry. She, she does. She, yeah, she I'm does. Sorry for the language. I'm sorry for um, taking you all around the world. She's <laughs> <laughs> come back to Sydney, pup. I sort of wish we hadn't asked the producer to look it up because apparently it's been going for 13 years, which is something he probably could have told us before the show. So we said it was a new edition. But anyway, that's the sort of shit. Producing. What is it? 2000, 2007 was it? Yeah, I was. That's what I told you. I knew I was playing. Oh, you've, now you've remembered, have you? <laughs> now you've remembered. Oh, my God. There's so many great initiatives the NRL do, NRL do but I always knew that I was playing in win, um, women's round. Well, the women's state of origin, they're playing that in November. Uh, in terms of women in league, that's a, that's a whole different thing because these women are intensely um, competitive and they're insanely talented. Mm. The state of origin that they played last year at North Sydney Oval – 
you actually created a bit of controversy last year by saying that you thought that it would have been a bigger thing for them to play as a curtain raiser to the men's because there was, you know, 70,000 or yeah. 80,000 or whatever. You got hammered on Twitter. Twitter's yeah. fun. Everyone, it's good the at Twitter. Me, the Me Too movement was in full effect. But you weren't saying – do you still think that? Do you still think it would be better for them to play it's as hard. a curtain raiser or I as mean, a main event? It's easy to get taken out of context on Twitter. You got hundred back then. I think it was one hundred and forty characters. All I meant was it'd be greater for the women's game if it, if, if they were playing before the big the, the big the big performance. You know, it was over in Perth. There was seventy five thousand. You're over in a new state where they don't care about women's rugby league at all. They don't care about rugby league at all. So you had the perfect opportunity, which I was trying to. Say, I mean, I didn't say it all in all these words, but this is the gist of it. You know, play before the the, the big dogs. And you'll get more eyes on what you girls are doing, mm. pretty much. I was just trying to say it's because I think the girls' spectacle is amazing and they put on such a great show. I think the whole of Australia should be able to watch it. Oh, we, we're good enough to stand the line off. I'm like, fucking hell. Like, whatever. I think one of the things last year, because the way they played it, I think they played it in one of those bye rounds when mm. State of Origin was on or whatever and there was no actual footy and they played it on a Friday night. But – that's not going to always be the case. They're not always going to be able to have that as a standalone where – and, I mean, people will watch sport regardless. So it was on on its own, and that was great. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that again. And I tend to agree if, 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 it's, a, if it's a situation where it's the only game on, people will watch it. Yeah. If and it's a situation where it's hidden in a round, they're probably better off being the curtain raiser. And at that time, I was, I was training some of the NRL girls that play in the New South Wales team and the Australian teams and, like, the Roosters – they could not agree with me more. They want to play before the men's. They know that it's, it was great to have that standalone game, but it was only like one. They only get to play one game. Yeah, they don't get they don't get the three, which sucks. I think they should be playing before us every single game. Yeah, like I just think they're strong enough, and just to promote women's women's rugby league throughout Australia, and just promote it, for, especially in New South Wales and Queensland. But like they should be playing before every game. Who? I mean, I know we got our. I'm not sure. I don't think we can have our 20s players. No one's playing in that grade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so what? what of, of all years, it should be this year where they can have all three games and have a proper origin contest. Yeah. Out of three, origin is just not one game. No. These girls are professional athletes. They, they, they go out there, they rip in as hard as they can each week. I was so surprised at the talent level when I, when I first watched it about probably – Probably about five years ago, I think they were playing a couple of games. Oh, fucking way before that. It was about 2014, I think, when I was still playing at Newcastle. And they were playing a couple of games before the nines. Mm. and Or at halftime. And they were ripping in as hard as they could. They were, they, it was, it was so, so much more fun to watch because at that time, rugby league had slowed down into fucking WrestleMania every single week. And the girls were just playing this free-flowing rugby league, what, what, what rugby league is pretty much is now. There was no wrestling. There was just big hits, a few offloads. But the talent and the skill level on the women is, 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 was outstanding. And that was six years ago. And some of, the, some of the girls that I've known since back then, they've since retired. And these, a new crop of girls have come up in the, in the world. And they're so dominant. Their skill level is so good. They kick good. They can pass both, both ways really good. They can, they can do everything. Their tackle tech is on point. So I, lo I love the women's game. Yeah. Nothing but love for the women's. A lot of beep beeps going off. I think that's people liking your comments, William. Is it? Beep. Oh. It's good. It's definitely definitely not the producer. Well, I, don't get your, I don't hear anyone beeping for you. No. Well, maybe it's just in my headphones. <laughs> I can hear producer it. producer just beeping away. He's got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm torn. Talking about the men's state of origin, it feels like well, there's probably – Brad Fittler came out. And Brad Fittler, every time, he's, he's on the – He's on Channel Nine all the time. People he's, and they ask him so many, so many questions. questions. Like, what do you expect from like? And don't. Take and every time he says one thing, everyone jumps. Oh, he's going to pick Ryan Pappenhausen. No, he's not. He's picking six. Like, I mean, he's got Tedesco at fullback. Why would he pick? Pa like, it's so. I I, I don't want to necessarily get caught into that state of origin hype. I'm excited about it. They've they've made the. Um, you, know, you know what they call it? In clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. yeah, it is clickbait. It's all over Instagram. It's all on Twitter. So you can just click on that shit so they can get views. Yeah. That's all it is. We don't do that, but we don't fall for that shit. Um, but exactly. Freddie's on Channel 9. He's the New South Wales coach. He's this, he's that. He says, he tries to answer everybody's questions, but just don't take it like he's going to change the side that we've been winning for, for two years. 
Should we make ourselves a state of origin free zone for a little while? Let's make ourselves. Let's go against the grain. No way. No? You want to? No. I mean, we don't really talk about origin that much anyway. When it's time to talk about I think we'll talk about it. But I'm not going to sit here and name my side that I think is going to be playing round one because I don't really think people give a shit. Can you name your best 17 players of all time? (laughs) Mick Neal. Uh, (laughs) All I know is Mick Neal should be on the coaching staff somewhere, Freddie. He should be. It's ridiculous. He should be the mascot. Yeah. Did you actually say they made a mascot for the Sydney Cricket Ground? Did you say that? No, what is it? Oh, it's a clock. It's just ridiculous. It's a clock? It's a clock. It's terrible. Anyway, that's what you're. Uh, that's what you can't go to the Sydney Cricket Ground anymore because of COVID. So you pay a thousand bucks a year, and they give you a big fake clock. It's good. The fake Panthers uh, are sitting at first. Um, the producer, in in a rare display of doing something useful, has given us a list of where teams can finish. It's actually depending. very informative. It is, and uh, you know. I probably hadn't thought about a lot of these things. I haven't, um, I haven't thought about it at all. But now we're going to think about it, Will, because he's handed it to us. Mm. I don't think that there has been a year where the top eight potentially could move around quite as much. I mean, the top eight no. set, the, you know, the Sharks beating the Warriors put yeah. to bed who was going to be in the but top positioning eight. Positioning you're talking about? But positioning. Mm. Usually, usually, you know, uh, the minor premiership is pretty much set by now. Top four is pretty much set. But we're looking here at the best finishes from the Panthers, Storm, Roosters. So our top eight, are we? Yeah, so the top eight. So, I look, let, being realistic, the Panthers are going to beat the Cowboys and the Bulldogs. So they're going to finish first. Mm. So we can forget about that. They've wrapped up the minor premiership. And congratulations to Penrith. You've had a great year. You were awful You'll last get- year and you've been good this year. So well done to them. Uh, the Storm just keep winning. So I would imagine that the Storm finish second because mm. they've got the Tigers and the Dragons. The Roosters, Sharks and Rabbitohs, you would assume they finish third, right? Yeah. So I think you can probably say that's your top, mm. right? Then you've got the Eels that are busted. That's, that's the only one that's going to change everything. The Eels, the Eels are the only ones that can change. Because the Raiders and Rabbits are coming for that fourth spot. Yep. That's where they're coming for. So they're the only ones that I'm worried about. Um, the Knights, I think they won't much. I think they, they could finish maybe six. I think they'd be worried about where they position themselves because I don't think they really want to play the Raiders. I think they'd be wanting to play the Sharks, to be honest. Everyone would want to play the Sharks. Yeah, I, in, apart, you know, instead of the, the Raiders and Raps. So if I'm, if, I'm in the, if I'm in the Knights right now, I'm thinking, all right, we're seventh here. So who do we have to play? Who does seventh play in the finals? Do you know, seventh plays Sorry. six. Do you know that there hasn't been a team that's won the competition outside of the top four since 2005? No. I made that up. Are you sure? Up. Did you make that up? I made that up. But it sounded... <laughs> But I'm pretty sure there hasn't been a side for a long time that's done it. So can do you reckon you can just wipe five to eight? Yeah. You I, honestly, you can? I just like you can wipe everybody but the Storm and the Roosters. That's it. And the Panthers? No. No, Pan- you're gone. No, you're, no, so Panthers. you're you're calling it here first. It's a Storm Roosters grand final. Yeah. I said okay. the Storm will win at the start of the year. I yeah. said the Roosters will come close second. <laughs> I just think I, I just honestly think that you have a look at the storm now. I'm not worried about anybody else, and I'd be more I'd be worried about the Raiders if they had Hodgson. Yeah, because John Bateman's playing at a new level. A lot of those other kids have come up to that to that next level. I'd be worried about the Rabbits if they had Latrell. Latrell yeah. holds so much energy yeah. in that team. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, he was hitting his straps. He was playing some great football, and bang, and that's that one person that could have. He's, he had that um th- those. Combinations with Cody Walker, and it was just working like clockwork. The Fords were doing their job. You had Cookie coming into his own. Totola, Burgess, Jaden Sewer, Sirenum was finding some spots on that left edge. Cameron Murray was finding his feet again, playing some good football. I'm not worried about the Eels, and I'm worried about the Sharks all nights. You know, they're going to, I feel so sorry for Ponga. They've got to protect this kid, man. They got him for another, what, four or five years? He's going to play kick it to Ponga so we can bash him. And he's doing all the hard, the yardage coming out. If they don't get him some really good centers and some de- or some decent hard wingers, he's going to have a he's going to have a really really long three or four years up at Newcastle because he happened? is too fucking tough for his own good. What's happened to the Eels? Like, what are you? I mean, they were flying at the start of the year. They were on top of the comp. They they'd only lost you know one or two games, and then I don't know. They just fell in a hole. Their back five got them out of so much damage, out of so much trouble coming out. Of yardage, and so they had 
Clint Gutherson was averaging what? Like, I think he's still averaging nearly 250, 260 a game, which is amazing. Ferguson and Sevo, both averaging under 50 metres a game yeah. for the last four weeks. That's a big problem. Yeah. Jennings, uh, Wunger Blake. That back five is dynamic when they're all on fire. So they're, they're probably getting nearly 1,000 metres for you. You take that back to about 500, 300, which they're actually getting about right about now, and that changes the whole dynamic, dynamics of the game. They were under the pump massively against Penrith, but in the first five or six rounds, that back five would, would have got them out of trouble. Yeah. You know, but now they're, now they're not doing it. Because, like, you look at Fergie. Fergie usually gets about 180, 200 metres. So does Sebo. Sebo hasn't been the same since Brad Parker busted him at Brookvale. He hit him in the hip, and I know that he's running. He's not on. He's not. He's run, not running on eight cylinders, man. Like he's about about three or four because yeah. he's not, he's limping into the line, and it's just not the same Sevo that I've seen in the first what twelve rounds, I think. And I, I think it's and injuries and people just look at it and go, he's playing bad. No, he's not playing bad. He's playing fucking busted. Playing injured. It's it's there's a difference between playing bad and not letting and and your body just not allowing you to play that good. And that's what's happening. And I know that for a fact with Fergie as well. These kids play through a lot of pain and they get through the game just just so they can say they get through the game because a lot of pressure on these guys, man. I'll tell you what else I reckon. If you look at the start of the year, you had Paulo and, and, and Campbell Gillard were playing so well. There's a bit, there's, there's, They've, yeah. They played 80 minutes. You know, they constantly played 80 minutes. And I just think they're probably tired. And do you, do you think that? I don't know. Yeah, I honestly feel like they've overused them. I feel yeah. like they've got to a point where they were so effective at the start of the year and then essentially they've got to a point now. Campbell Gillard was playing bench last year. I mean, Hang he's on. obviously got fitter. We've got a bit of a stat here. The Dogs from sixth in 95. Last time a team won the comp from outside the four. Oh, there you go. He forgot. The no foot. one in the new system, but that he, was when that's when that old system was a bit, it was a bit, I think it was like a top six or something like that. Yeah. It was top, yeah, I think maybe it was a top six. I think the Dogs won it from that last spot. So... Yeah, do you know I, why I don't. I do honestly I don't that? think. Honestly, don't think anybody outside Panthers, Storm, and Roosters can win. You know why he did that? Because he hates you. Just because of what I said West Tigers, and he's come up here just to try and prove me wrong. He's <laughs> do, do you want to see thing? Do you, do you did you watch a Storm play on the weekend? Yes, outstanding. That left edge. Like, look at what, is it Nico Hines? Yeah. For fuck's sake, he's Where'd the third stringer. I know. Oh, it's just a production boat. line of fullbacks down there. Yeah. And it's just the system that they're in. They've got to get uh, Brandon Smith back. He's just going to add another dimension when he comes off the bench or if he starts. Jesse Bromwich, big Nas, Solomon playing like a fucking beast. How like, good Felice, was people, Smith? People understand Felice Cafusi a couple of years ago was starting back row for Australia. Yeah, that's right. Let's just, let's not, and Kenny, Kenny, Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich is starting back row for New Zealand and they've still got to get Finucane back. Mm. They can rival the Roosters. Definitely. That's the only team. And I'm, I'm, I'm not fully passing up on the Panthers because they, they do play a great game of football because they complete their sets, they tackle hard, they do all the little simple things. They're well coached out there. They've got a good seven. But I just I think they're just going to fall short a couple of plays against the Storm and the Roosters where a guy like Tedesco can come and do, and do a couple of plays. Cameron Smith... They've also got a pretty easy run home too. They've, they haven't played any really good sides for a while. I mean, they played Penrith, but Penrith is shit. Uh, Parramatta is shit. So yeah, they were bad. The, you got the Cowboys and the Bulldogs to finish off, and that's then all who of the a Panthers sudden, have got. Yeah, yeah Cowboys and Bulldogs. And right. then they're going to walk straight into a, you know, an ambush in the top four. So well, I think the Roosters have probably got the best one. You got Sharks and the Rabbits all all going for top eight spots, or yeah. sort of jostling for those positions. You got Storm, Tigers, Dragons. Like they're going to just get. They'll be playing for contracts. That's they're, they're the danger games. Yeah, the Tigers and Dragons because people don't understand. It's like, all right, oh, you, just because they, they they didn't make the eight, it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter. The season's over. You got these other kids gunning for positions next year. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like, people don't understand that. Like, you know, the, even the Warriors, the Sharks, all, all these teams, man, everyone plays for contracts for different reasons, and you don't just all of a sudden don't make the top eight. Oh shit, I'm done. Everyone's in different positions in their career. Well, speaking of, of, of change, playing for contracts or whatever, Adam Fanua Blake's come out today. There's been reports that he wants out of Manly. He wants to Spoke go to, to the Sydney. big dog today. Did you really? Yeah. Here we go. I have a lot of connections in the game, mate. You're a big you dog. Know? Tell me about it. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the me producer another. has another note, Ian, is a fuckwit. 
That's his, that's the screen. That's that's the prompter that I'm reading off. Everyone, Do you know what? Honestly, this is this is turning into preschool, guys. This is. That's, <laughs> I'm a serious guy. I need to be taken serious. That is just <laughs> so childish. Honestly, that's the best. Wow. That's one of the best. Um, so <laughs> what's what's happened with Aiden Fanua? Aiden Fanua Blake. I mean, I, I think he wants. He just wants out of Sydney. He does. That's all. He goes. I'm. You know. So I said, look. I just left him a message. Look. Look after yourself. Look after your family. If you need any advice on anything? Give me your ring. Yeah, we spoke with each other, and he goes, "You know, I'm just I'm over Sydney. I just want to that, this relaxed sort of life, man. He's Tongan, bro. Yeah, he's a chilled out dude. Yeah. He's a chilled out dude. So don't be surprised if you see him chilling on, on on the Gold Coast or North Queensland, or you know, even somewhere in Brisbane, just out, out of New South Wales. Trust yeah. me, just doesn't want this. He's not about this life. He just, you know, and I think a team up there will pay him accordingly. Well, he's a terrific footballer. I think he's one of the, he's a he's a top three. Best prop in the game. Manly so gonna miss good, him. Good luck to him. One you of know? the other one of the other contracts. And, and maybe he just can't take the Des Hasler regime. You know, he's very you know, he's as 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 you know, and everybody who's been underneath Des as a player knows that he's very on his analytics and numbers and all this about, you know, reaching all this kind of stuff. And I think Fanul Blake's just a footballer. Do you think maybe Des Hasler pulled out the book and told him that Aiden Tolman was a I better think prop? He, I, think he he, the, I think he got the little got the booklet. Aiden he got the booklet that I got and said, look, look at Tolman's number, look at Tolman's numbers and look at yours. He got the Aiden he Tolman. He is got- producing better numbers. I'm fucking killing it, Fanul Blake said. I want a million. I want, nah, Go get paid. You can't get Tolman money. Uh, <laughs> I reckon Joseph Suwali's manager, and I know that, I harp on about managers. This poor kid, 17, Wayne Bennett's come out and said, and apparently yeah, he, done. Wanted, he wanted, I don't know, again, it's paper talk, but he wanted a contract that was five years and in his favour and he wanted to get out close. The kid's done nothing, not one thing. And the manager's come out and made this poor kid, who I'm sure is a, is good kid. a lovely kid, yeah. and he has made him look like the biggest fuckwit of all time. Yeah, congratulations. Whoever the manager is, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, well done. Sack them you know, all. You're just, just, you're just trying to ruin this kid's image. You know, the kid hasn't said one word in the paper, but people have this preconceived image. That and he's it's all money about hungry. That he's, that he, that he's greedy. Mm. And I'm not going to say that, but I'm no, I know how the masses think. And whatever they get put in front of them, they believe. So that's what's happening now. So congratulations, you made him look like a greedy pig. And I've had mates of mine. With no loyalty. Yeah, that's what do mates you re- of mine. Do you really want that? This young kid has the world at his feet. Do the right thing by the kid. There's there's Ben Tyrrell, who's, a, you know, well, and, yeah. and, and Tyrrell's a good mate of mine, and he played for South, and we grew up playing Union together. So he's got a foot in both camps. He loves Union and he loves yeah. League. He loves South. And he was like, mate, what's going on with his kid? You know, because all of a sudden, it's taken a terrific story about a, a, an insanely talented young footballer, mm. and it's turned into a kid who's Greed, because he swapped from here, there, here, there. Now, like, Wayne's gone, I don't want you. No. Nah. Because Wayne, <laughs> Wayne doesn't play games with fucking 17-year-olds. He might, like, you know, unless you've got 20 tests and 20 origins and, you know, 200 games or something, he might barter for you. Other than that, like, get out of his face. He yeah. doesn't play games like this. It's not, you know, it's beneath Wayne. If you're a manager, you really need to yeah, go out. I mean, step your game up. Whoever, I don't who is his manager? Do you know his name? I don't know. I who don't cares? Know. I don't do care. the right thing, mate. They're all grubs. Grub one, grub two. Yeah, who do you reckon six. is the worst? Oh, Alleged, you know allegedly, I could, I, could, I could allegedly load up on about twenty of them now, but I'm not going to because I'll probably get in trouble. Yeah. But one thing I am going to do is I'm going to introduce someone who, well, last week he chose, and he this was a choice, William. He chose to brush us oh, for yeah. the Ned's box. Now I know mm. we want to get in the Ned's box, and we really we, you know, we have no agenda about Brisbane no, Lions like, getting to the grand final. Go the Brisbane Lions. But Jared, he's back this week. We're going to uh, we're going to live into him now. Jared, are you there? I'm here, guys. How are you, mate? How was the box? Tell me, good, it better was than us. Fantastic. I don't think you could name a single human being that wouldn't choose going to the box. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would have. I would have been with you. I would have. I would have left my own show. We're still waiting. <laughs> Still waiting for a start. We're the producer and Ian Byrne with The Take. The Take with Ian Byrne. We've changed the mm. name. Jared, mate, how was the box? Did you have a couple of quiet ales? A couple of quiet ales, indeed, yes. It was uh, It was very good. It was Q-Clash, actually. Brisbane, the mighty Ned's Brisbane Lions up against the Gold Coast Suns. 
probably oh, saw was. three kicks the entire time I was there. Okay, uh, so good game. Terrific, big forty point win. <laughs> <laughs> why have the why have the scores been so low? Some footy scores have been higher. Rugby league scores have been higher than AFL this year. It's ridiculous. I think they have actually had shortened quarters since we came back from the COVID break. But yeah, uh, I know, but I just thought like some teams would come out and just blow you off the field. I've literally never yeah. watched one game. It <laughs> makes me feel sick watching it. Uh, Jared, I – well, I know that I've been on fire and I know that last week you gave us a kind donation of $500 because you brushed us and we've got our feelings yeah. hurt. So yeah. thank you for that. Uh, this week you're not going to need to, welcome. you're not going to need to donate because I am back on fire. Let me tell you. All right, here I go. Go. What have we got? I don't like these games where they're blowout games and some sides are playing. And it, it's I don't care for them, but I am going to still have two line bets, Jared. I'm going to have the Knights to cover the line and the Storm to cover the line, and then I'm going back to the horses. Yes, there yep. is a horse called Liar. Uh, that I think is almost the greatest special of all time. So I would like to throw all three of those into a multi, and you are going to pay all me right. how much? All right. Well, let's have a look at these two games quickly first. Uh, we here at Neds obviously love our West Tigers. Their finals hopes were dashed last week, I beg your pardon. Not a lot left to play for. I think the Storm can probably cover 14 and a half points here. Mm. I don't think the Knights have been very good either. The Dragons have been even bloody worse. They don't have anything to play for either. The line's only eight and a half points here. $2 each for those, as usual. Getting to this horse, Ian, absolutely love it as well. She's a Group 1 winner here at this track and distance. She only just missed when she resumed a couple of weeks ago. $2.60 on offer for her in this race, the Neds Howenhouse State. Tomorrow. I think this is very, very gettable. And I, we are getting $10.40 for it. Oh, there we go. There we go. So that's uh, that's me right. with probably the greatest bet of all time. Well, William with probably not the greatest bet of all time. <laughs> I'm going to go into the horse. First, first, first multi is a horse called Grand Piano. There you go. <laughs> Grand Piano. On the win, nice. just straight on the nose. I know you're a particularly big fan of Grand Piano. Yeah, apparently it's a good horse. It's a <laughs> The greatest horse it's ever. It's the greatest horse ever, <laughs> apparently. So we'll all you all you again. proper punters, don't slide into DMs and just start smashing me on fucking Twitter like it's I'm a good horse talking about, over. please. <laughs> all right. And I'm going to multi that into any time try scorers all on one night so I can get it all over on Thursday night. Alex Johnston yep. Um, yep. into, who Cal- did I say? Callum Murray. Ca- uh, Cameron Murray. Callum Murray. <laughs> Cameron Murray <laughs> and... Like Who's the uh, in the cookie? Daniel Alvaro in the cook. <laughs> Damien Cook. All Damien right. so Cook. Just the three yep. with the horse. Wow. Three with the horse. We are turning a corner here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, Alex Johnson is a six dollar fifty favorite for yeah. first try scorer. So they're only getting one dollar fifty any mm. time. Um, boy, I love Cam Murray. I think he should. Uh, I think he should be going close in a game like this one. Damien Cook. Right up the middle against a pretty bad defense yeah. this week. This horse, Grand Piano, is really adding the value. All right. But, what are we looking uh, at? Yeah. We're looking at $180.29. <laughs> hey, how good is that? <laughs> so we're still getting a huge price, yeah, but I think getting... that's a lot more gettable. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a way more gettable than me uh, going out of my league. Than the 27 leg from the other way. Hey, Boston won, but I'm telling you, that was from last that week. was one of your 17 legs. It does not count. It does not and count. And all the AFL teams won. So the producer uh, is yep. he's in a form slump, isn't he, really? I mean, his tips are a bit like his life, extremely disappointing. And now he's going to come out and try and redeem himself slightly. He got a new tattoo, Jared. Did he? Yeah, he did. Look What's shit. What's the tattoo of? Uh, it's of my face, actually. Because, that would look yeah. Shit. It, <laughs> thank you, Jared. One nil, Jared. You win. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the tip then. All right. Because we're contractually obliged. All right. Well, yeah, but you're, you're certainly right, Ian. The dry spell is almost as long, if not longer, than the hot streak he had now. The producer and I actually had a chat this afternoon. We've both had a look into the form in Sydney, and I've actually found one that I like that he tipped earlier in the season. So we are going with that. Uh, Ramwick race eight, number six. The horse is called Taika Mochi. Taika Mochi. He's had four starts this prep. Taika Mochi. We're back there. He's had four starts this prep. All good, all competitive. He had a win in the Premier's Cup prelude a couple back. He's rock hard fits. 
Uh, weighted well, 2,000 metres of this race, the Kingston Town Stakes, is ideal for him. We're taking $10 for him. Remember, this is a combined effort. I'm going to throw in another 50, and we're going to go 50 each way here. Let's see if we can kick the bloke back into gear. Nice. Well done, Jared. Thank you for that. Why, at some point, possibly when we're in the Neds box, can you describe me as rock hard fit? <laughs> just just once. The take with rock hard fit on burn. That'd be good. That'd be a career highlight for me, mate. We've actually we've had our first uh, we've had our first application for the club. The Bungendore Tigers have got in contact with young Johnny Payton doing a wonderful video for us. So, mate, we're on track. We're uh, we're really going to start helping some clubs. And and mate, it's all thanks to you and Ned's. And we really do appreciate everything you've done for us. Not at all, guys. More than thrilled to be on board. $4,600 up for grabs now, so keep those. Got to get to 5K. We'll be 5K next week. For sure. Just quickly, Jared, is Surely. your beard getting more it's orange or is it is it the Ned's sort of light pro- yeah. coming on? I certainly hope it's not getting more orange. I haven't seen that. I'm hoping that it's the, <laughs> it's the light. You Don't listen to this guy, mate. You're definitely going, <laughs> Ginge. Mate, we'll speak to you next week, Ginge. All right. All right. See you, Jared. <laughs> All right, beauty. Thanks, guys. Have All a good right, one. Good luck, Cheers. brothers. Cheers. Thanks, mate. All right, guys. Um, I actually, actually am gambling responsibly this week. That so. was a more responsible gamble. Yeah. I don't think else. there was anything worth in the NRL. I mean, what am I going to do? Back, like, you know, back long shots at Sharks against the, against the Roosters? I'm not doing that. No. Too soon. This week, uh, there's, as I said before, there are some games here where there are some sides that have got nothing to play for up against some sides that probably, I don't know, I guess they need to play themselves in yeah. a form, but they also need to not be injured. What, yeah. t- tell me, actually. The mindset of a pl- team yeah. coming eighth and ninth? Well, no, the mindset of a team coming fourth. So you know you're going to finish in the top four or top eight. You're playing against, you know, a dog shit team. Are you worried about, do you just turn up thinking you're going to get the points? Do you worry about getting injured? Is it? You, is your mindset few, different? There are, there are a few things, man. You know what I mean? Um, even though you're in the top four, obviously the top four is is a lot different than when I played. Like, you get two cracks at it. So, like, once – if you're in the top four, just say when I was top four in 2000, in, a, in the mid-2000s, you're just so worried about just winning every game and getting on a roll, regardless of where you are. Like, you, either, uh, you could finish first, you could finish second, third, fourth. doesn't really matter. Like, your mindset doesn't change. And you coach – is so important in those situations to keep you my, your mindset just on finishing the finishing the year off. Yeah. Regardless, otherwise you can actually fall into that trap. But you're just saying, oh fucking injuries. Oh, who cares? We're we're coming second anyway. It doesn't yeah. really matter. You don't want any excuses. You just got to empty the tank every single game. Play like it's your last game. Play and try and find some form. If you're not in form, I mean, look at the Eels right now. They're not perfect. In form. Perfect example of like these next two games are very very critical for their season. Mm. You know, everyone's saying that the last four games have been they've been you know disappointing. They know Terrible. that. Yeah. They, they know that. I mean, we don't have to fucking you don't have to tell them. They have to hear it from Sterlo or anyone like that to say to know that they're playing shit. Yeah, <laughs> they know that, man. Like guys like Fergie and and Sevo and all these sort of guys, they know what sort of job they have to do. It's a tough job, man. Like coming. Like the, the wingers, everyone just everyone bags wingers going, Oh, they're just wingers, you know. But I said that's one of the hardest jobs getting played to coming out of yardage when everybody is coming down in on that fence, coming off the back fence, ready to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And if you're not one hundred percent fit, which I don't think both of them are at the moment, that's a hard water run into. Yeah, Compared when I see a, a Tupo coming in from after Fresh. Teddy or a J Moz or a B Moz. You know, like those blokes are fresh. You can see that they're just they're gunning out of out of the blocks, and I can just see. You know, it's just it's it's hard. It's a hard game, man. Is the resting a new thing? Like Tedesco's getting rested this yeah, week. Yeah, I think it is. It is new. It's not we. Bang the table for no reason. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure whether Teddy would like to be rested because I I, I think um, yeah, even even Ponga last week. I think Ponga had a decent excuse because I think if he caught one more hit to the head. A proper hit, which it he would does probably cop, fall off. It would, you know, it'd cave his head in. So his I think, I think he had a fair excuse. But you know, Teddy, play, I, I get it. At the end of the year, if you've played Origin and you've played Anzac Tests and you've played a fair few games, but still, even then, I don't think really. I don't players play. I always say it, they just want to play. They don't give a fuck if it's if it's round nineteen on a, on a COVID year where it's been the weirdest year in sports history. 
or it's last year when he got golden boot. He won. He won every single award in in the game. Daly M, everything. New South Wales players, player. He didn't get a rest. Yeah, but it's it's new now. You know, it's not like you're tanking or anything like that, like the NBA or the NFL do. do but you know, you just you need to you do you do need to rest your key players in in a situation like this. It would be perfect. I'm probably going to need a rest from the show in a couple of weeks. I'm well, you can you can take it. Series. You can't do this without me. Uh, so the <laughs> then I don't <laughs> Souths are playing against the Dogs. I will tell yeah. you who was good last week for the Dogs at five eight. Avarillo. Yeah, he has a crack, doesn't he? I like him. I think you know they're obviously going to let Kieran Foran go. That's pretty obvious. So mm. I, if they could get a halfback to play with Avarillo, I think they'd go all right. Souths. Yeah, right. Oakenball went all right. He's good. Now he yeah, come yeah. in. He has a big body. He's got some good um, body positioning coming out of coming out of yardage. And I thought for all the shit that he copped at the start of the year, I never thought he'd wear um, a Bulldogs jersey again. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. I threw him under the bus, and they fucking I would never forgive that. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. I had a few um, phone calls with some some people at the the Bulldogs. I know that there's going to be a bit of a bit of a fight this preseason anyway for the board. You know. Um, People aren't happy. Aren't people aren't happy with the way the club is run at the moment? This is a, this is an example of a club and how how it's going. So couldn't get a they can't get a they couldn't get a, a sponsor. sponsor from, yeah, Jersey so how much do you reckon he's paying this year for a sponsor? I know, so I won't ruin it. So nothing, 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 not a cent, not one cent. Because it just gets it just gets real like people have agendas at that that that. At that end, you know, like the people have businesses with other people and, you know, like the hotels have a, you know, have a, have a business. You read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If they and you don't get on a jersey, which is worth probably seven fifty to a million dollars for nothing. Yeah. You know, it's just the way that the club is. The board's bent. Um, I think there's a petition getting signed around from all the members and trying to oust the board. There's been a significant level of stink around the Canterbury-Bankstown Dogs board mm. for a considerable period of time. I think but I they know, probably need yeah, to clean for a fa- yeah, I know, I know that for a fact because I, I was speaking to a lot of people in the last couple of days has only come to my my attention. They've asked for me to sign a petition to try and get rid of the people who are running the chairman, the CEO, all that kind of stuff. They just yeah. want a whole clean slate. So yeah. shit's going to get done. Because it's, it's not getting done. Whatever's happening at that club, we, they can't even, this is my thing, they can't even have a third-party sponsor. You know why? Because not one player's worth paying that extra amount. Remember just say when you, if you had like Sonny Bill or just say you had myself and like Roy, you had about six marquee players. Like they can't even play pay a marquee player. Mm. That's how, and, and, and the sponsors want to jump out. It's just like... It's a real shit show, man. It's just uh, one of it's a club that I love, and like and this is. I mean, I don't even feel really part of the club. I'm going up to to Newcastle on on Sunday to the Old Boys Day. Yeah, you know what I mean. They invite me to that shit. Yeah, you know they invite me like I made their team of the decade or whatever it is, and played three years up there. I had ten years at the Dogs. Yeah, and get invited to shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just little things like that where they don't really make the the former players welcome at all. But when I was there, when I was playing. It was such a family club, man. I seen Terry Lamb and all these great players come through the sheds after games. We wanted to impress them so much. We always had this like family environment where all the old players were always welcome. And I was like, fuck, I can't wait to sort of retire and be that sort of old dude who comes into the sheds and gets to muck around with all the all the younger players and you know all that sort of shit. It just yeah, it doesn't happen. I'll probably end up doing it with Newcastle more. Well, I mean that'd be probably more fun. To be fair, it's a good, it's a good gang up there. <laughs> yeah, it's a great gang. Uh, the Cowboys are playing against Penrith. Um, I mean, Penrith just win that, don't they? Talmalolo's back. Why would Jason Talmalolo come back and play the last two games of the year? I don't know, man. Would you Would you risk him? You know I what I mean? I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I mean, it was a rhetorical question, really, but would you, like, oh, would you? Sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's your best player. There's no tests at the end of the year. Maybe this is, maybe this is a Jason Taumalolo decision. He probably wants to play. I think he's on, you know what, I'll play, I'll give you two last games. And I'll, you know, he's he's a player. He probably, probably thinks, you know, he's the highest played player up there. He's the marquee player, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes you've got to, the stuff, 
the amount of meters and shit that he's put in his body for that club, sometimes you need to take a step back and go, all right, well, I've, I've put enough yardage in. Maybe it's time to step back. But as I said, say, say it again and again, players play. That's all they do. They don't know anything else. So hope he gets through the year and doesn't re-injure anything. But I just think it's a, it's a waste of time, mate. I, yeah, I don't understand. Why. I mean, I can I understand Trebojevic coming back because he wants to play Origin. You know what I mean? Like, that's a oh, different situation. Oh, yeah, I understand situation. that. Like, if the Tonga, if Tonga but, had uh, like a Four Nations at the end of the year... Play your last two games. Well, he'd still probably play. He'd only get picked anyway. I mean, he's the captain of a whole Tonga. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's the king of Tonga. Parramatta Stinky Eels are playing against the oh, the Eels versus the Broncos. Isn't that – who would watch that? I mean, I will because I have to. But <laughs> I'll would, watch it too. I mean, <laughs> who would watch that game? That's just – Oh, I'd woeful. love to see the viewerships at the moment. Fucking hell. Everyone in Queensland will still watch it because they're still – Because you know what? Because they still think the Broncos – will win that game because I still think they got that one game we in both them. tipped them last week against the Titans yes and they still oh, got they, they still, let me down like oh. at least four five times I've backed them 700 times they've let me down this year <laughs> uh, well, I feel so sorry for that club man I don't anymore I'm yeah, off them. I just feel sorry for the players because I know what it's like to lose but not that much I honestly was expecting for them to start winning if Parramatta does when do Seabob Par- got the ass. but do you <laughs> Like, Parramatta's got to surely remember that ass whooping from last year that the Broncos gave them, that semi-final. Oh, when Parramatta beat them by 50? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? That Did was Parramatta beat the Broncos? Yeah, Parramatta 50, beat, yeah. yeah. And they were all at the tab. But that was that was in the <laughs> Anthony Seabold days. The most disappointing thing about the Broncos is that they're not winning and Seabold's gone. So there were obviously Nothing issues changed. outside of Seabold. Anyway, Blake's out of a job. So that's my best year's story so far. Manly are playing against the Titans, um, the best team in Queensland. Yeah. Who would have said, haven't said that since 2010? Yeah. They finished third? Yeah. Um, Eagles, Tommy Trebojevic, that's all I'm worried about. He's on the extended bench, but presumably he plays. I mean, that's he's just gonna, silly buggers. Yeah, I don't it? think he's going to try. It's, it's not under 10s when the, the big guy might be warming up and you're shitting yourself. Yeah. Says <laughs> Tommy Trebois. I'd rather. I mean, I don't, I don't want him. I just don't want him to get injured. If I was, if I was Tom, I'd be like, you know what, guys, fuck Origin. I know it's awesome, but I'm pretty confident I'll get my spot back. I'm just going to spend all year just fixing my biomechanics up and getting my strength back in my hamstrings and just getting getting all that right so I can have a 10-year career at least. Mm. You know, like you just – you don't know what can happen with those hamstrings. You know, he just he's just got to get his got to get his body right, man. He's going to make every team for the rest of his life. Yeah. He's that sort of player because he can play everywhere, every, every, every position in the back line, highly skilled, great person to be around. But you know what, he might – he's and, – and it's not like the, t- uh, the Eagles are just going, yeah, go out there, you've, you've, you've had your eight, ten weeks off. That's what it said. The strenuous training that he's been going through, but you still can't emulate game speed. No. And that's what sucks. You know, you can go as hard as you can. You can do all those tests, those hamstring tests, which they do. And they, he did that before he even played and everything looked good and everything was back to normal, but it happened again. So They need to I do know. revolutionary surgery. Just get through the game, Tommy, please, because I love watching you play and you're such a good kid. Just get a giraffe, take its hamstrings <laughs> and stick them onto his... Uh, the Storm versus the Tigers. I don't think the Storm are going to slip up there. I mean, that, that they are a side that whether it's finals, whether it's not finals, whether they're going to finish first, they're just going to turn up every week because otherwise they don't, they don't, they don't, they're not that top four team that gets beat by anything no. in, the bottom, in the bottom four or out of the eight. It's a, ra- it's a rarity, and that's like for the last 10 to 15 years. That's the culture they've built. Anybody who puts that Storm jersey on, if Cameron Smith's getting a rest, Pappenhausen... Um, any of their backs, Munster, you know, uh, Solomona, any back rower that's been playing 80 minutes all year, they go out, he comes in, and they do the exact same. That's yeah. a culture that they've built. It's one of the best cultures I've seen in, in sports in Australia. James Tarmow has signed with the Tigers. What a great signing. Year. It's a good signing. What a great signing. Yeah. I think Jimmy's been playing. I've known Jimmy since 2008. He's a great kid. Um, great role model out there at Penrith. It's a shame that they couldn't fit him under the cap. He's told Penrith, like, you sign these, sign the young kids before you sign me. That's that's Selfless. what sort of bloke that, that he is, and that's the sort of bloke that the the Tigers are getting. I was hoping the Bulldogs would have could have come out and thrown him a couple of years. I knew he was looking for about two or three years, and Penrith probably just wanted to extend him by one. 
I think the Panthers are throwing him a two or three year deal with some really good, some good cash that he deserves. But I thought the Dogs would have, you know, ten plus Origins, ten plus Tests, um, Grand Final winner, two hundred fifty games. I'm not sure what what more experience you want. Yeah, like plays good minutes, great role model. You know, the Tigers win there. I think you're forgetting a certain bloke called Aiden Tolman. Well, so. I think he got the show in the book and the stats. <laughs> Tamo came through the Roosters system, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. He was there in 2008 and he went up. I played the one year with him at the Cowboys. It was great. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, good kid. Really good kid. Good family man. I'm, I'm really happy for him because I know that he was looking for a long-term deal because he's, I think he's about 30, 32, I think, something like that. Yeah. Played a lot of football. Played a lot of footy. He's been around a long time in a tough position. Played a great year. Played good had a year. great year this year. Contract year. The Roosters <laughs> are playing against the Sharks. Uh, the Sharks have fallen in the top eight and, and good luck to them. You know, they've had a lot of injuries this year and, you know, they have good Toby playing. Rudolph. He's good. And what about your I love brush, him. Your, the Dolph. You brush the Warriors and then you break their heart. Oh, mate. Signs with the Warriors, backflips and then just run straight over the top and score yeah. the try wins again. Mate, I actually thought the Warriors were, it was, it was a little bit of a fairy tale for him. I thought, yeah, yeah I thought they, they might, might hang on to 14-12 and then the big Dolph gets the ball. <laughs> Bounces off his right foot, left arm carry. Who's someone slips over, which mm. opened up, um, opened it right up. But he still did well to score that try. But he's been playing some great football. He's a he's a hard worker, man. He gives you eighty minutes. He's not. He doesn't. He he gets all the tough runs. He doesn't get the he doesn't get the pretty runs. You know, he's getting those um, third third tackle carries when everyone's Everyone loading set. up on you. Yeah. You know, so he um he's going to be a real good player in the future. But Roosters are going to. I mean, that's always a rival game. The Roosters and Sharks is always going to be closer than you think. I reckon it'll be one to twelve by the Roosters. I'm actually impressed. I must say, I'm impressed with Kyle Flanagan because there were rumours coming out that he was getting a little bit ahead of himself. And and Trent Robinson, he was the top point scorer in the comp. And Trent Robinson mm, said, "Still is to, with three games out, go and have it." But I mean, and he had, yeah, he's he's had those yeah. three weeks out. And Robinson's obviously said to him, "Go and work on a few things." And I don't think they were necessarily game related. And He's come back and he's doing really, really well. So good luck. He's, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a talented young footballer and he's fit into that system. They've got Sonny Bill. How good is Sonny? Oh, again. Like that, I mean, I said it at the at la, last week, like just when Tupanura and Takayaho actually understand the way that this kid plays. And they run off. And they can run and hit holes off him. They're yeah. starting to do it. When yeah. Sonny can step, he can get to A, he can catches on, catches on A, next minute he's hitting on C. And then the, the foreman's got to come in. So if you're Tupanua sitting on that right edge, you just hit outside your foreman. Sonny will get you the ball. Or he'll get you a late offload or a flick pass or something. He'll just get it to you. So he's going to have people running that lead line. Who, so that would be outside the foreman and, in, and on break on his inside shoulder real late. And then someone around the back. The moves they're going to be putting on in the next couple of weeks are going to be ridiculous. Yeah. When, he, when he comes off the bench and plays in the middle, because he plays in the middle, but then he can rest on that right edge with Tupanua and Manu yeah. and have the same sort of skill level. Like People aren't really appreciating what they're seeing here. There's a guy who hasn't played since 2014, mm. and he's been playing Union, I know that, totally different game. And then he comes into a, into a year where he's had no preseason. He'd been over in, he's been over in, um, Toronto. in Toronto. And comes here in COVID, two weeks quarantine, sitting on a bike, and then two weeks later he's playing NRL. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what you're seeing here? You know what you're witnessing? You're never going to witness it again. So people just sit back and enjoy. Like he's he could be the key for those guys. Because I don't see a sunny bill on the Storms bench. Well, or Penrith's I, bench. I've always said that I think Brad Thorne's the best cross code athlete that the game's ever seen, just because of he played in He's won World Cups. I mean, it's 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 different what he did. You know, he played tough in Union and League. But if Sonny Bill comes back and wins a comp with the Roosters, and you fair know, chance that's and it's a fair chance. He, he I think he puts a, a full stop. Especially I think he's like, the and greatest. That's, and that's just player. on the on the right side. Wait till he starts getting a, his combination working with Boyd Cordner and yeah. Teddy out the back and Kiri. He hasn't played with Kiri or Flanagan. You know, like and and friend giving him long like the balls that he's going to be given. Like what he what he threats when he gets on the field is ridiculous he's going to spread the out he's going to spread the defense so much especially when he's on each side of the ruck he can just hang you can get in the middle of the field which they usually do when they're in the good ball he just has to hang on that left edge it's usually a five five split they're going to put that one person over yeah to make it a six four and then kiri will bust down that short side and fuck his up 
That's yes. all they're praying for. And then even if they get to the right side and it's you're trying to six for it, and then you go, you might go five five. It's just not gonna. They're gonna. He's gonna be doing heads in because he's gonna be putting plays on. He doesn't just run the ball for a hit up. No. Everything has a purpose. What Sonny's doing, and Robbo knows he's gonna have limited minutes, and everything that he does, he's gonna be surrounded by support. Whether he goes in the line and drops it back as an offload or pre-line pass or after the line, there's always there's something that he can do. He'll barely die with the ball. Two shout-outs. I guess the first one um, to Boyd Cordner, who was the first guest that we had on this show um, many moons ago when we first <clears> started. And he obviously suffered a pretty significant family tragedy um, with his cousin passing away during a game. And What do um, you think? I know you tweeted. What do you think of him having the camera? I mean, no, someone tweeted. Andrew Ryan tweeted. He goes... Did they really have to have the camera on him the whole time? No, they didn't. That was a bit like, I get it. You know, like it was about Boyd Corner, but the game, you know, he's gone through so much, Boyd and his family, and even the other kids' family. Like, they need to put it on Boyd. It was uncomfortable, man. I got emotional watching. I was like, yeah. fucking, can you get the, do you want to, do you want to see, do you want to see Australia's captain cry? Is that good, good for your ratings? Is, yeah. that what, is that what you're trying to do? Some some things are bigger than sport, and some and things are bigger than sport. And a death in exactly yeah. a death in the family is bigger than sport. So you yeah. don't just shunt for fucking camera on him for the whole three minutes. It was yeah. embarrassing. It was it so was, stupid. It was it just was I, I couldn't understand it, man. I was it was emotional for everyone. I was like, can you get the camera off him? Mm. Like he knew, he knew it was on him. Just cheap TV. Cheap TV. Yeah, and you know. I, the main thing for Boyd Cordner, he had another head knock, and I just hope he's okay. No, he's okay. It's precautionary. I spoke to him during the week. He he's said, all right. He could have went back on, but like, it was probably this the the emotional emotion the emotion of the whole week and yeah. the game. He come on, he created havoc straight away, so he doesn't need any game time. And congratulations to Mitch Orbison for becoming the uh, 303rd game. He's the highest Orbo. ever playing for the Roosters, which is Jeez, a massive effort. It's a massive effort. Isn't it? Massive effort for a, such a proud club. Uh, Canberra, New Zealand. Canberra win that. And Knights, St. George, that Old game. Boys Day. Old Boys Day. Yeah. You'll probably remember. I'll be up there. Yeah, you'll be up there. You won't watch one second of the game and you won't remember anything that happened. So that'll be good. Not going to deny that. I can't look for. I can't, I can't deny that, what you just said. I'm looking forward to hearing about how you didn't watch any of the game. I'll be the watching. The Old Boys. I will be watching. You and Joey. That'll be unreal. Yeah, I rang in today. Uh, all right, let's go through the He didn't answer. Then. <laughs> he brushes you every yeah. time. Uh, I'll go first because I am right. dominating this. Are you, what is the score? Not Mate. that it's a competition. I'm up, eh? We, no, he's not. You've just made that up. I'm up. No, you're not. Anyway. <laughs> Am I'm I? No, you're doubting that? I'm, mate, I'm, about, I'm literally 10 ahead. Uh, Souths ten versus ahead. Souths, Penrith, Eels, Manly Storm, Roosters, Canberra, and the Knights. Is that the same as me? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Rabbits, Panthers, Eels. Eagles, Storm. Yeah, Roosters, Raiders, Knights. Yeah. I think it, it's... say this every week. Oh, I should get eight. Like, I'll fucking end up with probably four. It's ridiculous. So will I, because we got the same Exactly. Tips. I know. Then we'll end up with eight each. <laughs> Combined. So... so uh, <laughs> That concludes the live component of the show. Um, we will come back and do Willie's Tales. If you want to listen to Willie's oh. Tales, you will need to tune into the podcast on Apple, Spotify, MySpace. Goodbye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace. Now, I know we said we were going to be state of origin free, but that doesn't count for this part mm -hmm. because Willie's Tales, they're very popular. Yeah. And... Uh, They've announced the State of Origin games. There's one in Adelaide, one in New South Wales, and one in Queensland. Yep. You played in a State Origin game. You played in Melbourne yep. in 2006. Melbourne. 2006. Started Queensland's domination we run. <laughs> we started it. We started it. It was um, not sure whether to tell how disappointing the actual game was or what happened after the game. I feel like then... everyone knows how disappointing the game was. Yeah. Everyone watched it. <laughs> it was Let's so disappointing. Yeah, anyway, um, I don't even really like going through it. Everyone blames everyone. Everyone blames Hodjo. And we're like, fuck it. It is what it is. It was some great plays by from JT, some bad defence from us, and it was just an awful game. I can honestly say it's the most shattered I've ever been after a game. Mm. Ever. Ever in my life. 
and I've been beaten in some big games, but that one just resonates. I was like, fuck, we're so close to winning four in a row. Just a couple of big plays, man. Started off their, um, their massive big reign. I mean, they, they went out there and I think Mal was the coach and he's picked guys like Greg Inglis. Who knows Greg Inglis? Jonathan Thurston. You know, all these Nate Miles, all these guys. Who are these guys? Um, anyway, so after the game, we I can barely remember it. All was just like, just get the fucking beers out and just shut up. No one looked. No one in the forward pack looked at anyone in the back line. It was, especially, I felt so sorry for poor Hojo. He felt that it was his fault. We're like, no one gives a fuck, man. Just get in here. We're one team. We've been we've been through everything. Who cares? Like we're done. And I'm not sure whether I had the buy, the buy that week or not. I just didn't give a shit. I can't I imagine like, you would have cared, would you? To no, be honest? it didn't. I mean, it was like it, <laughs> we were living in Sylvania. I was living with um, Willie Tonga and Rennie Matua. So I think Tong was down there. I think he's either played or I think he was just part of their squad. You know, the Queenslands always hang out with each other. Anyway, um, so we're out partying. We're going, we're going pretty crazy. We had to, we had to go to nine o'clock. So nine o'clock flight. We had to, so that's up at eight, up at seven or whatever. So we're no, no sleeping. Straight through. <laughs> we're so up, up from what? Up from <laughs> what? How do I get up from going down? I don't know where I'm going. I'm just getting up. Anyway, how do I get? <laughs> That's a good question. How do I get up when I'm already up? I've already been down. <laughs> anyway, so we've um, we've been shattered. We're just in the in the captain's room, just fucking having a good old time. And and big ogre, big Marco Mealy, you know, thought he's big tough brute. He's the toughest bloke I ever play with. But little Gower, Craig Gower, Gower, he goes, I'll fucking choke you out. This is when wrestling was just coming in and starting to ruin the game. Um, so they're in there now because I'll fucking choke you out. Now everyone's fucking smashed. Next minute, <laughs> Gowie's, Gowie's got him in a choke and next big ogre's asleep. He put him out. Put him out. <laughs> <laughs> the little pigs put him out. Pig has put him out within, I reckon, 10 seconds. And we didn't even know that you could do that, you know. <laughs> So did obviously the, pig, the pig's been tapped. out, did he, or no? I don't know. I think it was a bit of both. I'm <laughs> really drunk and no one just got tapped out. I don't know what it was. I just didn't know. He wouldn't have known if you, you tap out or not. So he just would have copped it and just went to sleep. Just so I'm watching him just going, you good? You good? <laughs> He's asleep. Is he dead? <laughs> Next week he just snaps out of it in 30 seconds. He goes, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, what happened? What happened? I said, he got choked out by a halfback. We started <laughs> taking the piss out of him. He didn't know what happened. Anyway, everyone's everyone before. So before big games, you always pack. You always pack your bag. You don't come home drunk. It's a rookie era, coming home drunk and trying to pack your shit. So all my gear was packed. All Ogre was my roomie. All his gear's packed. All you have to do is get your stuff, put your tracksuit on, put your sunglasses on, fucking iPod or whatever we had back then, CD Walkmans, and get on the bus. Discman. <laughs> you had a discman. <laughs> uh, get on the bus and just shut up and just get through. Just get through the terminal. Okay. Don't, you know. Just don't make any noise and just don't do any stupid shit. You know, next minute, fucking boys are at the bar, ten o'clock, and it, like in in Melbourne, we're on eleven o'clock flight. Boom, whole team. So because obviously, once you are out of the New South Wales umbrella, she's fucking all. You just do what you do. So we're like, fuck this. Let's just go straight to the bar. And the Queenslanders were still going as well. We're still going. <laughs> we just meet in a we just meet in this bar in Melbourne Airport and just smash piss all day. Get back on the flight, get back to get back get picked up. Obviously, no Uber. Get a cab back to Sylvania. There's always there's always alcohol at our joint. Um, so Tong's back there. Rennie's there. Sunny, few of the boys. They're like, fuck. Oh, sorry, mate. It's like, fuck you. Doesn't matter. Kept on drinking. Went up at Castle Hill Tavern. So it's Thursday. You know Castle Little Tavern on a Thursday night in the 2000s. I can't say I've ever been to Castle Little Tavern. Yeah, you wouldn't. You don't cross Anzac Prey, but you knew it used to go off on a Thursday. Yeah, I've heard it. So anyway, so anyone who knows that, a lot of the listeners would know where Castle Little Tavern is on on a Thursday night. Back in the 2000s, mind you. I'm not sure I had to play on Saturday or Sunday, but we just didn't give a shit. So I'm out with a couple of guys and like at least about six, six, six of the New South Wales players are still going. About four, four of the Queenslands and we were still at the Tavern then we get home, rest our weary heads, and then it just hit us. I think I had to go training like on the maybe the Saturday morning or something like that. And then all the soreness hit me like a truck. It was awful. I couldn't even walk. And folks, he's looking, he goes, You good? I'm like, Yeah, I'm good to go. But I fucking wasn't. <laughs>
Big week for us, William. We've had uh, 20-odd thousand views on the Facebook. We've had lots of people listening to us on the podcast. It's been a very, very, very exciting week for us yeah. to see the support that we're getting. Must that be doing something right. Must be doing something right. They're tuning into here, mate. I thought that. And I would like to thank everyone who has listened to us. Uh, it helps us to keep doing what we're doing, to have you on board. If you would like to subscribe... Rate and review. Mm. Uh, some bloke from America actually reviewed you. Said what did you he say? Said you're a dickhead. No, he said, <laughs> he said I knew you were going to say that. He said you speak the truth, and you do, yeah. mate. You speak the truth. I mean, I think I think people. I keep saying it. People are over the bullshit. They just want to hear some podcasts that's that's real that resonates with with with, with them as people and as fans. So that's what we try and give you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are available as always on things. Spotify. Spotify. That's Apple. about it. Apple. Every, everywhere. Just Google us. We're everywhere. <laughs> Google. I'll be following Willie Mayer. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mayer. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.